0: hello beautiful women and welcome to the claimed podcast I'm Anna Rova your host and let me tell you a little bit about myself if you're new to the podcast I'm a femininity and feminine embodiment coach and I've run a very powerful program for single successful women who want to attract and keep committed masculine men or women who are already in relationships but want to change that feminine masculine polarity in their relationship. Everyone, welcome to Claimed, the Claimed podcast, the Claimed YouTube, wherever you're watching this. There's so many channels today, I get confused and overwhelmed by all of this. But, anyways, whatever you're watching this or listening to this, welcome. I have a very, very special guest today with me. Her name is Linda Podgieter. Just ask her to pronounce that. And I hope that I did that well, Linda. She's calling all you the way do, from, do. thank you, all the way from South Africa. Welcome. Yes,
1: Anna, thank you for having me. It's nice to connect.
0: I know. Well, this has been in the works for quite some time. Finally, we, we connected. And I'm so excited to speak with you, Linda, because I today we talk about style and fashion. And you're actually my first podcast guest who I will be speaking about this. And I'm planning to do a series about this simply because... So this has been my personal journey and my personal exploration. I don't teach about this, but I mention this to women in in the program that I teach that You know, as you know, I help successful women shift from their masculine to their feminine and attract committed masculine men. And so a big part of the journey and actually a huge module that we go through with my clients is rediscovering yourself as a woman. And that includes connecting to all the qualities that make up that feminine essence, which is our, and I'm talking about most women, not all women, of course, but I found that my connection to my feminiscence lie deeply in my connection to beauty and what surrounds me and the objects around me and a lot of that if you know in the past, I've been the woman who looked at makeup and style as something frivolous, something that's not for me, something that the the women who are on the surface or are not deep enough do. You know, I had so many <laughs> limiting beliefs around that. And so um, through my own personal journey and exploration, I've discovered the whole world of makeup and style and fashion. And in, in the last, I think, two years, I've been on a on a huge personal exploration working with stylists um getting into different courses and everything and i yeah. when i saw your work um you know i was very inspired and so i decided hi huh, you know this is my personal exploration i'd love to bring women who are working with with other women and i know you might be working with men or Maybe more in the past in terms of style. So, um, Linda, I want to do something fun with you before we get into all of this, your story and all of that. So, let's do some icebreakers here, if you don't mind. Uh, This is a fun segment that I have. So, let's begin, Linda, with quick, fiery questions. What is a book that you plan on reading? What is a
1: book that I plan on reading? Yeah. Well, I'm in three at the moment. (laughs) Uh, One is called "Perfect Health: The Natural Way" by. My health coach, Mary Ann Shearer, it's her new updated version. i currently in a book called True Wealth Formula by Hans Johnson, actually the husband of my coach and mentor who's based in the U.S. And then I've just got a small book. I had a conversation recently, and it sounds like this is something I need. It's called The Big Leap. It's about just getting to the next level, not necessarily in business or where you are. but uh, And I don't remember that also, I'm afraid, but it's a small little blue and yellow book called The Big Leap. Yeah. I need to get through those in the next season. Gary
0: Hendricks, I think. that book is on Is my, it okay? Is, you've read it? Yeah. Well, I've been given it by my coach as well. <laughs> it's okay. my, and it's <laughs> okay. on my desk and I have been I started to read it, but again, I have so many books on my desk and it's all about priorities. But um yeah, awesome. Love it. All right. Uh Linda, what is the best thing about
1: being a woman? Oh, just one <laughs> <laughs> The best thing about being a woman is that we are a species that can create our own future and so we can we are powerful and gentle at the same time we are sexy and feminine at the same time and i think we have a spirit of beauty that is inspired by creation and it is for us to celebrate and to enjoy and have fun with and create a life out of
0: Hmm. yeah i like that beautiful and what is the hardest part about being a woman
1: for me, I would say in my almost 49 years, it is the desire to live your very best life and to, and to work to bring all of your dreams and your goals to life and to maintain priorities. I'm a homeschooling mom. I work four days a week and that has been a challenge for me is to go out into the marketplace and do the thing that you love and What you've achieved, you know, in your life is to go and bring that to other women, but also to make sure that, you know, my kids come first, my marriage, my children, and my work. That has, that's been a challenge for me. Again, my coach has really turned my life around. Eight years, I learned how to do that. Eight years ago, I learned how to do that. It took me a long time. It took me 40 years to figure it out.
0: Yeah, deep wisdom here, Linda. And I, I really truly admire how you're doing that. And I know you're working like you're homeschooling your children and then you're working after that long hours into the night. And I'm like, wow, that is Incredible. And so I feel like all women today listening to this quote, modern women, that is the biggest challenge. And I'm also struggling with that. And I know that on my Facebook, I think, well, one of the few posts, that um, maybe you're just kind of following my post, but one of the few that you commented on, and I remember you did that. One of them was, of course, when I was having my photo shoot and wearing a beautiful dress and you're like, that looks really good. Oh, I'm like, gorgeous, <laughs> I remember that dress. It was absolutely genius. Yeah. It
1: was just
0: beautiful. Thank you. I'm like, this is Linda Podgitter approved check that I've done my <laughs> job, right? And then the second post I remember you commenting was when I made the decision to take Zoe out of daycare, my daughter, my toddler, uh, one day a week and to be with her because I was missing that connection, all of that. And you said, this is the best business decision that you you'll you'll probably take or that I've heard you speak about.
1: Oh, I love that, Anna. You know, I love what you do, by the way. I just, you know, you're you're an influential, powerful, beautiful, loyal, driven woman who is helping women. I love how you go from the masculine to the feminine so we can attract the masculine man. I think that's very, very important, and it's something that women need to understand. But I don't actually work long hours into the night. I only work afternoon, evening hours because 95% of my clients are, are US-based. Mm. I only work 31, 32 hours a week and in the mornings I homeschool. And yeah, listen, it took me some time, right? There was a time when when I had my own business in corporate and, we you know, I was this high flyer and I sold my soul to the marketplace just like most people do. <laughs> and it sucks, you know, it just, it's no way to live. I don't think that it's uh, it doesn't bring us as much, kind of joy and peace and fulfillment as we think that it does. Although, like, you know, I'm a I'm a driven woman, like many. Um, but the fulfillment that I have found is in maintaining my priorities. And I've had to be, I've had to learn new skills, you know, time management and, and budgeting and all the stuff that I used to find was boring, you know, is actually what has changed my life around. And so on 30, 32 hours a week, I have found a sweet spot where I'm with my kids. And yeah, and I was very, very glad to see you made that decision. The hardest thing for a mom is to not be with her little one, you know, because it's, it's an unnatural thing to be separated from our babies or our children from a young age. And uh, I have a lot of respect for women who figure that out and balance that out. And so I think you made a wonderful decision. I really do. Mm. I also don't judge women who are at work full time and the kids are at daycare. That's, you know, we're all, I think everyone's doing their best and uh, we figure it out for ourselves as we go.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it is—it is the greatest challenge. What I meant in terms of your hours into the night, because you said you work from like four days a week, three to eleven or something like that.
1: Yeah, two to ten. Yeah,
0: two to ten. Sorry, and I'm like, I'm in bed right after Zoe's in bed. So 8.39, I'm in bed. So for me, spending the day with my child, homeschooled, putting that work, because you're working double shifts pretty much. And then Uh you're with clients from two to 10. That to me is like amazing. And, you know, huge respect to you, Linda. I really admire what you're doing there. And and you're right with priorities. Because, you know, when I work with women, I work with so many women, Linda, who have put their love life or their relationships, you know, on the back end, on the end of the list of the priorities is because they have been told since they were little girls, just focus on your career, focus on your achievement. Yeah. You don't need a man, everything will come. And then they hit their 30s and their 40s only to realize, oh my God, I have achieved everything I wanted and I have the success, but I actually don't have what I really want in life and what's actually important, which is a man, a masculine man, and in a lot of the cases a child. And so the clock is ticking. And so that that becomes this uh, very difficult and you know, quite painful situation to deal with. And then they find me and we'll work on this together and all of that. So yeah, I'm glad our priorities are straight here. And uh, no matter how many hours we're spending on this, I think it's important to know what your priorities are and then focus yeah. on that. Yeah, Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, Linda, let's get into fashion and style because that's what we're here to discuss. All right, let's do it. So you have, I mean, you know, I've, I've watched as a preparation to uh, this interview, I've, I've watched you on other kind of channels being interviewed. And, you know, you, you have so much fire in you, Linda, and listening to you and watching you, I see how passionate you are about the work that you're doing. So I guess we, we might start with because I know since you were a little girl you have always been attracted to fashion that has been kind of your passion you also I know did a TED talk about eight years ago you looked very different then and like it oh was, my god really
1: <laughs> I wish we could delete that TED talk <laughs> no you should have. Was, I mean, this is my history
0: <laughs> it just happens
1: from time to time and someone said what was that like 10 years ago some something I don't yeah. know and someone said um Oh, I found your TED Talk. I'm like, oh, okay. It's good to look back to see how far we've come because <laughs> that was probably at the worst low of my life. I was facing a second divorce. I was a guilty absent mom. I was burnt out, stressed out. I had to have a six o'clock, one o'clock every day just to get through my day. And then uh, then a, a, an amazing friend of mine, Chris Jones, who is a filmmaker, he said, would you just do this TED Talk? And I changed it. I changed the topic the day before because I was just on the edge of this changing life and making some major life decisions anyways my first thought was what the hell was I wearing that was my first thought oh, 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 <laughs> yeah I bet because i so like what, what is you wear a scarf and like- <laughs> oh my gosh so and my hair and, and <laughs> so it's just it's confirmation and encouragement for women out there that you know I, I, as an image consultant I'm a style coach I don't get it right all the time lord have mercy when I look at what I was wearing that day but it was a real reflection of where I was at, you know. I was a broken woman. I was really at a very heartbroken stage of my life. And uh, and there I am doing a TED Talk. So I'm like, oh, well, screw it. I'm just going to do it and we'll just see what happens. And and that's one of the things that I stand by is I believe in making lots of mistakes. I believe in, in not holding back in, for fear of failure, not holding back for fear of looking like an idiot, you know. The, mistakes are are essential to success. Looking like an idiot and feeling like a fool is essential to gaining some wisdom. And so I believe in going for it. And if we fall on our face, we just get up, dust ourselves off and we go again. The alternative is to live in your safe zone. You know, your comfort zone is your dead zone, as I tell my clients. And the alternative is just scary for me. It's just holding back and not doing something. And then you go to bed every night thinking, what if? What if I did that? What if it worked well? What if I loved it, you know? The yeah. what if is a scary alternative.
0: Absolutely. So actually, let me just kind of, uh, I guess, introduce you or you can, well, Linda, let you introduce yourself because I think you're going to do a much better job of of me doing that. You already mentioned you're a style coach and image consultant, but tell us about what you do.
1: Yeah, South African born and raised. I'm a, a woman, a wife, a mom, um, an entrepreneur. I have a passion for Faith and family and fashion and food and champagne. (laughs) And I've had a a wonderful career and I've uh, traveled 44 countries. I've worked on the late, great Nelson Mandela's PR and communications team in 1998. Um, I've, I've been headhunted internationally. I've had amazing opportunities. But, you know, that sounds all very kind of, you know, amazing. But I often was the youngest and the least educated in any business environment at any given time. And the one skill that I had from the age of 17, it's a long time ago, it's like 32 years ago. From the age of 17, I would say my most powerful and consistent skill has been my personal style. Because as you said earlier, when I was about nine years old, I had an encounter with a substitute teacher by the name of Miss McBean. Um, as a kid, I didn't have a very happy childhood. I grew up in several different homes and there was a lot of abuse. And so I had a very dark view of life by the age of nine. And then Miss McBean walked into our school when I was about nine years old and she wore color and she had red lipstick on and she wore high heels. And she, I had just never seen so much vibrant color in my life. And that was the day that I, she inspired my, my passion for fashion because she literally drew me out of my dark corner with her color and her love of fashion and her love of, and I'm talking a t-shirt and a and a, and a big skirt, right? Or I'm talking a, a nice blazer and jeans. Red lipstick is just something I'm like, I had never seen that before, you know? We lived in a teeny tiny little depressing one horse town that I couldn't wait to escape. And so because of Miss McBean, and so I have a soft spot for teachers, I started really looking at fashion and drawing pictures and using color, you know, as a kid. And by the time I was 17, I had watched and observed people that I regarded as successful, you know, so in the cities or on TV or in movies. And I looked at how they dressed, and they dressed very differently to the people that I grew up with. And so I just studied what they wore, uh, how women wore suits, you know, what kind of high heels they were wearing. I looked at hair and makeup. And so, yeah, at 17, I mean, the way that I dressed got me on invited onto Nelson Mandela's PR team, the way that I dressed got me invited for interviews and selected and recruited and promoted and and even married, I'll tell you, (laughs) that I only found out years later that my husband noticed me on the balcony full of women. The one day we were working, I was working for a big uh, IT company, and I was apparently wearing red. I had red blouse on with black pants and heels and red lipstick, and everyone else was kind of like black and gray in suits, right? We were all suited and booted. It was corporate. And he said, that's what got his attention. And then I think a couple of weeks later, we met and he decided that was the day. He said, that's the woman I'm going to marry. I didn't even know that he was there. So, so I must, you know, it's red to red. That's why I'm so passionate about red. So I guess but I, then I got into corporate, you know, so my career took off. And then we also built our own business, which we've been running for some years. And I joined my husband and very privileged to just travel the world and experience a very global lifestyle through business, you know, and then kids came along and then we started juggling. And, and, and then, I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I met my coach and mentor, Danny Johnson in 2013. And that's when my life turned around. That I realized the life that I was living, you know, it looked great right on the outside. I was, you know, in anyone's eyes, a successful global businesswoman. But the truth is, I was a broken, well-dressed woman. That's <laughs> really what was going on on the inside. And so I set out on a journey to overcome, you know, the things in my life that were holding me back. You know, I had been molested. There was physical and emotional abuse. And I've spent 20 years working on that and and building tools for myself that are now in my coaching program on how to overcome that and find freedom and beauty on the other side, which is why I'm so passionate, Anna, about women. You know, I look at women. uh, Women to me are the most beautiful creatures honestly it might be a little biased because I'm a woman but <laughs> women to me are fascinating you know if I look at you you know your hair the way you're sitting right now the way your hand is holding up your head you know your profile everything is just completely unique and beautiful and sculpted and and women are fascinating creatures to me and I know how it feels to feel ugly I know how it feel like a failure and to feel like you just want to dress down and blend into the background. I know how it feels uh, to hate your body because of the shame and the pain you carry from being molested, I know how that feels. And so I have a heart to help women, to get up, dress up, and be a bold lad on a hill, and that is expanding their confidence and their self-esteem, because it's not the same thing, through the power of personal style. You mentioned it earlier, and you made a very good point, Anna. You know, a lot of people, will see what you used to see as, you know, fashion is fickle and and, mm. and looking good as a pursuit in vanity. And, you know, a lot of women think that way. But that's actually because they just haven't been trained in their beauty. We're not trained. Our spirit of beauty is something so incredibly powerful and personal to us. You know, it's who we are, our body, our eyes, our heart, our mind. It's a very powerful, complete package of this woman set out into this world to go and do something you know, to bring something beautiful and valuable to to the world. And, I mean, we won't go into all the detail, but there's all kinds of reasons why, you know, our spirit of beauty is not what it should be today. Because, and that's why I love what you do, because we are feminine. We're not designed to be masculine, you know. but We can be feminine and fierce at the same time. And most women are afraid of their beauty because they've been raised, you know, you're too much, you're too strong, you're too bold. Sit down, shut up. Can you just not always have an opinion? Why must you always, you know, have a big idea and just, or, you know, you've got the quieter, gentle women who are constantly being told, speak up, you know, get up, you're not enough. And so there's this conflict that's coming at us all the time. Add to that, you know, life happens, we get hurt, we get abused, and then we just kind of, we put our beauty away. And, And we obviously live in a world that celebrates, you know, Botox at the age of flipping 16 and and size zero, And, and that doesn't necessarily help. So it is up to us as individuals to decide, I'm a woman, and I'm going to learn how to be my best self. And that means to be sexy. That means to be beautiful. That means to be powerful, ambitious. That means, you know, whether you want to be a surfer or a teacher or a doctor, how you live your life doesn't matter. As long as you find your feet with your identity and your beauty. That's really powerful. So I left my corporate career some years ago and I launched Linda Page. And that's what we do. The coaching program is to help women to understand beauty from the inside out and to get up, dress up and be that beautiful, bold, confident light on a hill.
0: Wow. Yeah, beautiful. I think Uh, I already already (laughs) have the title for this episode, probably from broken, well-dressed woman to something like to feminine fierce and something like that. So there's so many things that you said in that, Linda, I really want to touch in our interview actually you know men and relationships because like you know the women listening to that they're looking for that partner and things are not working for them but I feel like there's some things that we need to discuss before we get there and I guess one of the things is what I'm trying to understand, because I relate to your, like this story about Miss McBean, I guess now you're playing this role of Miss McBean to so many people, you know, like so many women and uh, right. women who you coach. Yeah. And I guess like, I'm I'm thinking about my story, right? And now that I am on this journey of fashion and thinking about colors and capsules and things like that, you know, finding my own style, working with stylists, like I walk around today, you know, even where I am, and I'm like, women have no idea how to present themselves in the best way. And it actually does not take that much effort. Or I mean, it takes probably a bit of effort in the beginning to just learn but then it becomes kind of second nature where you know yourself and you know how all of this works just like any skill i love that you say it's a skill that can be trained and learned and so when i reflect on my journey you know i grew up in a also in a well what i consider depressing little uh, eastern european well not little it was the capital of my country but i grew up in the poorest country in europe and so everything you know the post-soviet kind of environment and of course there's so many reasons to it as you mentioned i think in, in where i come from the, uh, it's like you have to be like everybody else you you can't stand out everybody's a comrade you know all of that post-soviet yeah. communist mentality and where i grew up the concept of fashion was really not i mean everybody just wore gray for convenience yeah. you know it was four different seasons it's all gray black and like do not stand out and for practicalities, yeah. because we did not have much money obviously you can't buy yourself a white pair of, of pants or red for that matter because who's going to be washing that house so there's so many factors that go into that and so for me i did not have a miss mcbean you know i was always looking for uh, these women and these girls who like like you know, it was a completely different world and all of my girlfriends didn't have that. Obviously, I didn't have a mother figure because my mom passed when I was really young. But even I know my mom did not have that. And so, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get, everybody has their own story with it. But I'm trying to figure out what do you feel, Linda, is the main reason? I just don't understand. And you know what? Like what pieces me off and what actually was a huge revelation to me? While I'm discovering all of this and I look at all the fashion magazines that you know, fashion, beauty, whatever magazines that I was constantly reading as a little girl because that's what ex- was exciting and alluring to me yeah. as to some. How come they do not teach us any of this? When I open all these magazines, I see this lipstick and this lipstick and here's how this dress and here's the new trends. And I'm like... This is ridiculous. No magazine will teach you about even like color theory or capsule wardrobe or, you know, it's it's up, I guess, to you, Linda, and to all of the other women who figured it out and teach that. I don't understand why or how this happens. So I'm just curious about your opinion um, and I guess about the reasons and w- what's up with the fashion industry and the magazine industry. Like what's going on?
1: Well... I'm going to say a couple of things that may surprise you, Anna. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> Before I get there, obviously, I mean, from a commercial perspective, we live in a world that is selling products, right? I mean, the, the the fashion magazines and the services and the send you some items online and send them back. And, you know, everything is really geared, obviously, to sell you. The fact is, is it comes down to vision, right? You know, it's, in the scriptures, it says a man without a vision will perish. We need to have a vision for every part of our life. Because out of a vision comes goals, out of a goals comes some practical timelines. And out of that, we break it down to something we can achieve. And so so if you don't have a vision for, who do you wanna be when you step out your front door? What is the message that you wanna send to the world? What do you wanna say without saying a word? You know, So it starts with a vision. I can tell you who does have a vision is the fashion industry has a vision for your money. The fashion industry (laughs) has a vision for getting you in. That's why they're so good. You know, so how, what, how come millions and millions of women, as you just said, continue to buy magazines, yet they don't know how to dress themselves? How come in a world full of fashion designers, stylists and personal shoppers, how can women still go to a full closet and say, I have nothing to wear? I believe my industry is falling short in teaching women how. There's the what, there's the why, but there's no how. And I'm on a mission to teach women how to fish. Rather than being an image consultant that says, this is what you must wear, one of my key goals is to help women to understand why, to train your own eye. Because, you know, I I didn't come out of the womb, you know, in my faux fur jacket and my my Louboutins. And (laughs) I wasn't a born fashionista, right? Nobody is. I don't believe in born talent. It doesn't exist. All the evidence, all the books, all the research, all the interviews. All the social science and and psychology studies all show us there's no born thing. You may be genetically predisposed, for example, maybe as a tall kid to now go and play basketball, or you may be a short kid who ends up as a jockey, you know. But the point being is we need to learn how. And there's nothing going on in the fashion industry. And I love my industry And and I have a huge respect for the fashion houses and the designers and the independent designers. They're amazing, amazing people who work really hard. Now, here comes what's going to surprise you. So we have a responsibility to teach our clients how to get up, dress up and build a beautiful wardrobe on a budget. What does that look like? And how do we customize that to your location, your vocation, your age and stage of life, right? Some people are moms who have part-time businesses. Some are full-time business owners, some are teachers, some are nurses, some were, are, are in scrubs all day long. How do we do that? And I do believe that every woman has a desire. I don't care how long she's packed it away for. She might have put pushed it deep down. Every woman has a desire to feel beautiful. It is in our DNA to feel beautiful because I, I take my inspiration from creation. Just look around you, right? We don't live in a black and white world. Mm-hmm. And, and some people believe in God and some don't, and that's cool, you know, whatever you believe in. I believe that we are created by the creator of the universe who happens to have a really freaking good eye. And, you know, from color to, I mean, come on, you know, we, we're we not in a black and white world, so we have a, des- a desire. But here's what I'm going to say, is we have a regrettable tendency to outsource things in the world. And this is just how we are raised. So we go to church, we outsource our faith to the pastor who stands up in front, and he tells us what... The meaning is of the scriptures, right? And then we go home. That's our once a week little 45-minute attempt at having a powerful faith. We outsource our health. We're looking for the next lotion or potion or product that's going to help us to lose weight. And we, we're after the next gimmick, The what's the latest and greatest thing? Is it intermittent fasting? Is it, you know, whatever it is. And we outsource our beauty and our fashion. So we outsource it to an industry. And then we get frustrated. And women say, you know, like, I, I hate shopping. And, there's just, it's so confusing and, and they're negative and they're critical, but here's the thing, Anna, any any, any skill of value is going to require your effort, right? You're going to put in before you get out. And so that's how I'm empowering my clients is once you invest in, in in this skill, you will forevermore know how to dress and walk out your front door feeling and looking beautiful and confident. You will know how to dress to attract the right man because, oh my gosh, I've got some clients who've been complaining about the kind of men that they're attracting. I'm like, what are you wearing? I can give you some input right now. Show me some photos. I can tell you, this is why you're attracting this kind of man, because you have to understand what you wear sends a message. And so for women, the good news is this, that if you are prepared to invest three things, some time, some money, and some effort, then you can go from hating shopping, feeling frumpy and frustrated, not knowing how to mix and match, not understanding what a capsule wardrobe is, three months later, two to three months later, you will walk away with the skill that tells you, style is just a skill. I can decide how I'm going to mix and match these things. I'm going to start at ground zero. I'm going to push reset and, and beauty is an inside job. So, you know, there's, it's really important that we start with mindset. Like, what do you see when you look in the mirror? You know, what what is it that you see? What do you tell yourself? What's the take that runs in your head about your body, about your boobs, about a little thing like this? For example, Anna, I had a breast reduction 20-something years ago, right? But I'm still quite Mm. blessed in the test, right? I still got a lot going on. (laughs) So I do seldom. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's a very happy man. (laughs) Let me show you something. I avoid wearing stuff like this. And we just got this out because we've got a webinar coming up. I avoid things that hang here because it pulls my confidence down because I know it's kind of hanging around here by my boobs. So I am much more confident wearing interesting bold earrings and I keep things up here, you know, and then I love color and I love black as well. Black will always be back. But at the end of the day, we need to invest time to understand our bodies and to find what I call our best bits. You know, rather than hiding the stuff that we don't like, it's about highlighting the stuff on your body that you do like. And, for example, my neck, my shoulders, this area, I'm quite happy with. And I've got good legs. In between, you know, I've never had a flat tummy, and I've, I don't have this beautiful booty, And but I love my body. It's something that we say on a daily basis. So I dress to highlight my best bits. And once you understand that, and once you put, you know, it's, it's, it's basic karma, it's sowing and weeping. What you put in, you're going to get out. And so I'm teaching my clients to train their eye and, you know, in our coaching program, it's all about, well, we obviously we dive into, you know, everything, color, hair, makeup, accessories, eyebrows, the works, but style is just a skill. And the only difference between me and you or somebody else is that I started learning sooner. That's all. That's all is, is the time gap is I started sooner. And so now when you get to the point where you're confident of how to do it, then the fun comes, then the freedom comes. Then the woman in you starts playing around, you know, like your story. You were saying, you—I mean, Eastern Europe, but that yeah, you, you grew up in a rather grim environment, right? And and human nature, Anna, is in that environment, and even in a bold, wealthy environment, women don't want to stand out for two reasons. Number one, they don't feel like they're good enough to stand out, and number two, when they do they get a lot of resistance, right? Not everyone is happy for you when you walk in that door looking gorgeous. You know, you walk into a room and you command the respect and the attention of everyone in the room. What you're doing is you're unintentionally inviting the hurt in another woman's heart. So when she's like, wow, Anna, where are you going? It's not that she's she's against you. It's that the spirit of excellence inside of her, when you dress up, the spirit of excellence inside of her is challenged. That desire to feel beautiful, that spirit of excellence is, wow, I should be looking like that. I should have made more effort. And then out comes maybe a negative comment. And we have scripts for that, you know? If ever you get dressed up and you go somewhere and someone says, wow, Anna, where are you going? You say, I'm going to life. I'm going to life. You want to come? And, you know, <laughs> it's a celebration. It's, 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 I love it's beautiful. it. beautiful.
0: Hi, girlfriends. Sorry to interrupt uh, your listening to the episode. But I quickly wanted to jump in and let you know that I have prepared something exciting for you. If you're interested in polarity, femininity, and how to embrace your feminine and how to attract primarily masculine men in your life, this announcement is going to be very useful for you because I'm talking about my signature Um uh, training Uh, i'm like how do i describe this experience because it's really an experience you know this is a signature training my one hour webinar that i've put together and it honestly it's it's been through a few iterations in the last two years but i feel like this is the best yet training of mine that didn't come from you know reading two books and three courses and like coming together in a Copy paste thing that I now advise women to do. No, this has come from me, my own lived experience through my dating life and through finding and attracting the masculine man of my dreams, and then marrying him and creating a family. This also came, yes, indeed, from a lot of research and learning and courses and coaches and oh my God, you name it. You know, it's been a it's been a journey of five years for me ab- about that time. And also, this has come from my clients. So the previous training, how is this different? If you've signed up for another training of mine. Which was the live female success, by the way. This is different because this is now coming through a distillation of my work one-on-one with women who I've helped get to that place where they're just attracting better men and they start attracting better masculine men and are on their way to actually to a relationship eventually not only masculine but also masculine committed men so if you are in a situation where you're attracting men that are less than desirable let's say they're feminine men who don't want to lead don't want to take charge and men who are unavailable then this training is for you I will have to call All this training, how to start attracting your masculine committed men, basically in 30 days or less. And in this training, I will share with you some of the key things that I've learned throughout this journey that are helping. That's what my work with women is based on. So in this 60 minute training, you'll find the number one reason why you're still single and can't attract a committed masculine men. It's not what you think. How to break through the panthers of attracting unavailable or feminine men, as I said, and find your blind spot so you can attract the men you want. How to master the feminine masculine polarity so you start feeling taken care of, claimed, and finally be able to let go of control and uncover the lie of female success that's keeping you stuck, exhausted, and unfulfilled, which means in masculine energy all the time so you can start living in freedom and joy and much, much more. So if you're interested, go to girlskill.com slash web. Webinar, sign up and I can't wait for you to see this training and to let me know how it went and by the way there are no replays for this so make sure you select the time that you can show up and be fully present all right I'm gonna jump off and you continue listening to this episode all right so I love what you what, what you're saying and what I got gosh so many things from this first of all you know, having a vision for who you want to be. And I know you teach that in in the program as well. Like, what is the message that you want to send? Because you said what you wear sends a message. So what is the message that you want to send? What is the vision there? And I love what you said about the industry, because I'm like, their vision is to get your money and to get, you know, you buying all the latest things from lipsticks to jeans and stuff like that. And so... I love what you said about the industry, that your mission here is to actually teach women how. Because when you teach women how and you're smart, even about the trends, like what I'm looking at now, and I know every stylist has their own. Like I'm actually finding the world of stylists being being like everybody's so different and has their own system. There's no system that's the same. And I'm like, wow, that is amazing. What I'm learning is like... (laughs) you know, build the basis for it, build like a basic wardrobe and basic doesn't need to mean boring. But I know you talk about the capsule concept as well, build something that will be there regardless of fashion trends, but also learn and know and train your eye in terms of what are the trends. The deeper I go into this journey, the more I understand actually the psychology of trends and where is this coming from and how COVID is actually influencing all of the oversizes and the color gray and yellow and like it's fascinating like it's a total rabbit hole when you go there but getting yeah. back to your point you know I love that you're on a mission to teach women how and not only tell them because I sometimes I look at these Instagram profiles and I see pictures like all right here you go you know here's what I dress and it looks beautiful but I'm like Like explain to me what's happening here and what are you doing and and, and why most importantly. So I love that you're doing that kind of work, not only helping women dress, but also understand and be their own, I guess, style guru. And you're right, we're outsourcing everything now because of many different reasons, because I guess it's easier. And so how can we invest money, time and effort into actually putting our best foot out there and send the message that we want to send. I actually, to share with you, Linda, I worked with a stylist when my business was growing and I'm like, who I was a year ago is not the woman who is making you know, who's growing a flourishing business. So I need to catch up here.
1: Yeah,
0: It's a discomfort in my body and my life. And I see that the two, the woman who's having the business and how she looks and how she feels is is very different. So I need to catch up. So I hired a stylist to actually, and she did ask me these questions. Who do you want to be? What is the message you want to send? You know, all of that. So she worked with me to uh, put together a wardrobe and a capsule that I can get, you know, I think the biggest problem that women struggle with, and I'm still on my journey there, is getting up in the morning, as you said, and being like, I know when I'm excited to wear something or, you know, when you buy something new, I I wear it for like four or five days in a row because it's exciting. (laughs) That is the feeling that I feel like women want to have every single day, but having that every single day. Seems like an impossible mission, Linda. And
1: well, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm gonna, if I may jump in, I'm gonna say something else that another thing that might surprise you. And, uh, and and we said this on our webinar the other day. And I just, you know, I shoot straight with my clients. If obviously, since COVID happened, right, we've got a lot of people working from home and mm-hmm. lack of motivation to dress up. And why bother? I mean, a lot of women say, you know, why bother dressing up at home? Nobody sees me. Well, you just called yourself and nobody, you see you. And what you wear impacts your energy, your mindset, impacts your money. It impacts your marriage. It impacts everything. If you're a mom, what is your kid looking up and seeing? Is she looking up and seeing this woman who's, you know, hair and makeup all over the place and and it's 11 o'clock in the morning. She hasn't showered and she's on the back foot and she's looking stressed and reaching for a third cup of coffee just to cope. Or have you just taken the time to learn? It's a simple 15 minute morning routine. 12 to 15 minutes, you know, and and it's like anything. If you, it's like learning to bake a cake or drive a car or ride a bike. Once you just focus, apply, repeat, focus, apply, repeat, you will get really good at that. And so, what you're talking about is is that desire, that excitement to wear something right. Now, here's what I said to them yesterday, and and they were very, very good at receiving this. If if any women out there are, are Lacking motivation and thinking, oh, but I couldn't be bothered and I just I need I, I don't have the motivation or the inspiration. Their lacking gratitude is actually the driving force there. The root problem to that is a lack of gratitude. Think about it for a minute. If we just saw life as this gift, right? And I'm not I'm not different to any other woman. Like I have my days, my gosh. You know, I'm my my passion is my strength, it's also my weakness, right? So I have some, you know throwing a cup here and there kind of days where things just, I'm like, what the heck? Not as much as I used to, thank God, because, you know, I'm also lucky you not the same woman today. But when we just get into our minds and our hearts that we have, gratitude opens the doors to everything. And, and when we have a spirit of gratitude, that whole attitude of gratitude, it makes it go, you know what? I'm going to try some hot pink lipstick today or I'm just going to put on my tennis shoes with that summer dress and see how I feel. And, you know, We make more effort. Gratitude replaces the, oh, I couldn't be bothered. No one's doing it kind of laissez-faire attitude. And, And when that shift happens, it shows up on the outside. Gratitude looks good on any woman. Gratitude will make you wear color. Gratitude will make you try something new. And so that's why beauty is an inside job. We start on the inside. You know, it's very strategic mindset work we have to do first. But once it's done, and I'm so glad you work with the stylist because it's a wonderful journey that you're on. And, and we all get to journey it. You know, you're not going to be the same t- woman tomorrow morning than the woman I spoke to today. We are ever-evolving beings, right? We are spiritual beings and, and 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 we are ever-evolving. And so to be on a journey as a successful businesswoman like you, who is also a mom, who also has a wonderful man in her life and you're doing life and you're, you're bringing something amazing to the world then you know we live in a very visual world, which is a wonderful thing. Now, if people see you and they look at you and they look at your business, your brand, is there a connection? Is there a correlation, you know? And what message are you sending? I think it's fantastic. And I encourage you to take your time with that and have fun with that and be daring with that, you know? Ask your your man, like, what do you like me wearing? I love, I mean, one of our chapters is fashion in the bedroom. It is so much fun. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, he, he told me what he likes. Short skirts and uh, high heels, Linda. That's what he wants to
1: see. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, it's awesome. A lot of women don't get that input from their men. And so it's fantastic. But ultimately, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, uh, it is about, you know, women, there's lots of reasons why they dress down and struggle with this. We Women are very good at taking care of others, Right. We take care of the kids, of our community, of our business, of our family, and we lose ourselves somewhere along the way. That's something that happens a lot. Or there has been abuse that hasn't been overcome yet. And so there is this hiding covering of our bodies. A lot of women come from very religious backgrounds that will tell you, I'm telling you, this is my favorite topic on the planet. There are religious people out there who are teaching women that red is the color of the devil. I tell you what. I, I pray for an opportunity for a cup of coffee or a glass of wine with that guy. I would I would love to see that debate. <laughs> right? We have red coursing through our veins. Red, scarlet is a biblical color. It's a beautiful color. And women are scared of it. In our survey last year, right, I asked 400 women and, and, and about 200 men. I said to the men, what is the color you love to see women wearing most? What do you think they said?
0: Probably red.
1: Red. So then I went to the women and I said, what color do you love to wear most that makes you feel beautiful and bold? What do you think they said? Black. Red.
0: Ah, okay. They also
1: said red. Guess what's not in women's closets? Red, right? <laughs> so men and women love to see women looking and feeling confident and beautiful in red, yet it's not in our closets. And there's a myriad of reasons for that. You know, and we, we're not confident, or we're tired, or we don't have time, or not, all those things can be fixed. Very, very simply, actually. And then once we get rid of those things in front of us and we go, okay, I'm just going to try green. You know, this is not a color that I wore until about four months ago, maybe. And I saw it, I'm like, I'm really liking it. And every time I wear it, I get a lot of good feedback. So I'm like, I'm wearing this blouse quite a lot lately. And it's silk and it's beautiful and it's a bit feminine. And, you know, my husband likes it. And so once we have a look at the, the obstacle in front of us, You know, are you tired? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you lacking motivation? Is it money? Because it it does not cost a lot to look good. That is something that women think is an issue. I have a much lower monthly budget than most of my clients do, and I have a beautiful wardrobe that will dress me for any occasion. You know, all of those things are just little stepping stones. And once we just deal with them, suddenly the whole world of beauty and fun with fashion opens up then things start to happen. Because once your confidence expands, your influence expands, and oftentimes your income will expand as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're saying, I love that, you know, the work that you do with women in terms of fashion style starts with a mindset because that's where it needs to start, you know, and that is the key. I don't know if you can really hack your way into, all right, here's what you need to wear because if you don't, and that's exactly what I do with women, right? Like I'm not, I think there's so many parallels between my work because also I am in the dating and relationships yeah. niche, but I don't, I mean, I do talk about all of these things like building your dating funnel and doing this and doing that. And I don't give texting guys cause I think they're stupid, but my work all starts with, you know, getting into the core of it, into the polarity, into your belief system about men and relationships changing and reframing that first, because if you just do the dating tricks and read all the books about relationships and everything and apply this here and there, it's actually not going to change much. And it's not going to change it from the core. So I love that your first thing is literally the vision and the mindset that you have and dealing with all those obstacles and changes that are preventing you from, you know, um, wearing that red jumper or whatever, like my style is the one that I talked to you about. We bought A blazer. I never wore a blazer in my life. And we bought well three blazers. One of them was like hot blue, you know, the other one was kind of olive green. And the other one was in a pattern. Something that I never wore. And when you put things on, you do feel different. So when I work with clients and obviously you know, I'd recommend those who resonate with your message and with your work to, to go to you. And actually, and that's what I tell in my program, Linda, I say, work with a stylist, invest in yourself to really get to know yourself and do not walk out of your bathroom every day, not liking what you see in the mirror, because that will affect everything. So in regards to that, Linda, you mentioned it takes 12 to 15 minutes a day. Obviously, first and foremost, You need to work on your mindset. But then you said it's a a routine that you apply and you said focus, apply, repeat. So how does your routine look like in the morning? Well,
1: uh, most days, I mean, so you mentioned the capsule wardrobe. I'm so glad that you have a blazer. I look forward to seeing you in it sometime um, (laughs) and, and do share a photo because much like a recipe for a chocolate cake, right, the capsule wardrobe is a blueprint on how to build a beautiful wardrobe. And there are some staple pieces. So you mentioned this earlier, you know, different stylists have different systems. And that's because beauty is subjective. You know, you, you could have two interior designers standing and looking at saying, should we have swags and tails or should we have a Roman blind? Or And they all have a different opinion because style is subjective, beauty is subjective, right? It's in the eye of the beholder. So that's number one is to understand there actually are not all these rules that women feel like, oh my gosh, uh, how do I understand that? How do I apply that? We just break it down. As far as I'm concerned, screw the rules. You know, the, the rules are made mostly by an elitist mindset that says you can't wear white after Labour Day and you shouldn't wear red except between December and February. We're like what? Who said that? Screw that. You know, that still doesn't apply. And and if you look at the the background of them, oftentimes they come from you know the French Renaissance period and and, and elitist communities where only we wear white on this day and the, and the plebs can't and stuff like that so the capsule wardrobe is uh we have a 30 piece system and there's staple classic pieces in there you know the blazer the bootleg jean the skinny jean the the blouse the camis all of those things and and here's the you're gonna you're gonna laugh but i i give my wardrobe a heartbeat and a personality right like so sometimes mm-hmm. i talk to my clothes okay and everyone you know you might think that sounds crazy we all talk to ourselves so So I look at my clothes and I say, "Okay, you guys have got to get along. You have to mix and match and hang out with each other. So with that in mind, I've built a capsule wardrobe that it can, you know, 30 pieces. And it's actually not all because one of the things in the capsule wardrobe is the color red and one is the smile. A smile is an accessory. And when we use it well, you know, it's very appealing and it draws people in. So there's 28 pieces from blazers to shoes to tops to everything that can produce hundreds of different outfits. So it's like building, it's like building a house, right? You want a strong foundation to building your dream house, and then the pillars go up. Then you decide, do I want a bay window? Do I want double story? Do I want the bedroom over here? And so that's what the capsule wardrobe is. Is it's a, it's the foundation to the house. So now that you have that in place, all you do then, so after that, right? It's once you understand how that works and mixing and matching, here's where your personality comes in. Then you might go, oh well, I've got. The basic blouse. Now I'm gonna get one in green, or now I'm gonna get one in floral, or now I'm gonna get a long sleeve version. So you have the basic thing, then you can start branching out according to your personality, right? So the focus supply repeat is really I also work from home four days a week. So I get up at a certain time and then I'm homeschooling in the morning. So I'm in I, you know, I'm not dressed up, I'm not in heels, and, and I'm with my little girl. And but I've got a 15 minute, you know, give or take, 12, 15 minutes where I do Light hair and makeup. Um, you know, I've got light. I've got smaller earrings on than this. I feel naked without earrings, and so I might have my little dailies on. I've got little things like this that are simple. You know, like little a little pair of diamond. This is style. Is style is about the little things. Less is more, as they say. So what I've got on today is these, right? With my little leopard print
0: flats on. Last week, I went to the store and I'm like, right, I need. Well, they're like called culottes or something. No, not not culot. How do you call these? These these like manly looking flats, kind of not ballet shoes, but the loafers. Yeah, loafers, exactly. So I'm like, right, that's a basic piece that needs to be in my wardrobe. So I go there and I'm like, all right, I see a pair that's beige which is very, very basic. And then I see a leopard one and I'm like, just sitting there and my eye and my, and my arm, a hand goes to the leopard one. And I know through my courses and my education in fashion style, that leopard is actually, or animal prints can actually mix and match with pretty much anything. Right. Not sure how you feel about this, but hopefully you agree. And then I look at the leopard and I'm like, oh my God, I've never in my life had a leopard, pretty much anything really, let alone shoes or loafers. So I'm like just sitting there awesome. and I put them on and I'm like, what the hell? I'm just going to risk it. And so, and I got them and every single time, Linda, I don't wear them because um, it's getting cold here. So I can't wear them often, but yeah, every single time I pass through the hallway, get out, they're just sitting there. And every single time I look at them, my mood elevates and I'm like, oh this is so cool and when I do wear them and they can be you know I couldn't just like today you know I have just a simple kind of dress with a bit of a you know flare at the bottom but then when I put them on it, le- leopard loafers like they just make my day and it's just so amazing how these little things as you said they make such a big difference so sorry to interrupt I just wanted to share that story no, no, I love
1: that I love that so what you're doing is you're allowing your you're connecting now with yourself, right? You've learned a few things in style. So you're letting your mind and your heart go like, well, hang on. What about these leopard print? And, and you're trying it. I always say to my clients, the, the word of the day is play. And mm. if you just play and try different things, you will actually expand your eye and train yourself much faster than you think. And and don't be scared of making mistakes, right? You don't want to make a $500 mistake. You know, you want to learn <laughs> the basics, but but you want to try new things and see how it feels. Do you like chunky jewelry? Do you like small things? Do you like your hair up? You know, do you wear it down? Um, what colors do you feel really energized in? For me, hot pink is energizing. You know, red is, is 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 it positions me. It's powerful. All kinds of things. But once you get the basics in place with your and we obviously cover you know we do we do makeup tutorials and so we have and less is more. You know, to open a drawer full of overflowing makeup. And brushes that have been there for 15 years is not helpful. A cutted closet is a cutted mind. And so we cull ruthlessly, right? So we, we cull and we clear back and we purge in a serious way. And when you get down to the beautiful basics, you have your makeup basics, and I, you know, we, we go into detail. Separate your makeup from your brushes. Here's how, and I've got them in beautiful, you know, I've got some Ted Baker hot pink floral stripe kind of makeup bags that when I see it, it draws me in. I like color. So mm. I think, oh, I've I'm, I'm got to put makeup on today. So where we dress, not just the way we dress, but where we get dressed needs to be inspiring as well. You know, does your environment, does does your dressing area need a lick of paint? Does it need some flowers in there? Does it need a beautiful big picture that's going to inspire you? Do you need to see Marilyn Monroe or, I don't know, Chanel or someone in a beautiful dress to be, to feel like I'm actually going to make an effort today? And then once you resolve just to, Get up at the same time, and whatever you do in the morning, shower, hair, makeup, and get dressed. You could have a plain T-shirt on with a pair of jeans and a belt and tennis shoes and your hair in a high ponytail, no eye makeup, just a bit of light foundation and some lip gloss and something on your cheeks, and you're good to go. That's 15 mm-hmm. minutes. It's just about finding your routine. Yeah. So that's why I say focus, supply repeat. You'll go from half an hour to 20 minutes to 15 minutes to 12 minutes. Obviously, if you've got a more formal affair – or function it might take you half an hour 45 minutes but yeah. uh, to find your groove and to repeat it you know repetition is the mother of all skill suddenly and that's why you know it takes it takes a couple of months you're not going to change what you wear or, or how you do your hair in, in two weeks it doesn't happen it doesn't work like that but between 10 and 12 weeks if you apply yourself and you really commit to the to the process a different woman emerges on the other side
0: yeah that's what happened to me Linda because I actually I had a zoom call with a professional makeup artist because oh my god my journey same thing as with fashion same thing with makeup was just horrible a- again because I was educated you can hear my totally yeah. in the background she's come home <laughs> so I was educated on these magazines I never actually well actually that's not education that just buy something and like try yeah. this new shade or whatever and so the same thing as with style and the wardrobe, the same thing is with makeup. And so I got a lesson on Zoom, how to do everyday makeup. Guess what? Had no idea how to do that. So she looked yeah. at my face in the same way that you talk about your body and understanding what are your hot spot. No, you said best bets, okay. right? Yeah. So I know I have short yeah. legs, for example. So I wear high-waisted things so my legs can yeah. en- enlarge. I have so all of these in my face. It's like, oh my God, the way you highlight certain areas of your face can actually make it more oval so it fits a certain shape but all of that and then you know right. put on moisturizer put on some foundation or some you know cc cream whatever as you said blush is something that i used to go out on certain events now yeah. i use creamy colors i have two basic things which is peach and like a peach and plum i put it on my cheeks i put it on my lips i put it actually on the eyes here in the brow socket whatever i do quickly my brows i put some high highlights or whatever. And I do my hair real quick, doesn't matter. And then I walk out. But I know that those 15 minutes that I spend on myself, I I go out a different woman. There are days where very rarely, actually, these days, sometimes on the weekend, but I still you know I walk out, I sit in the car, my my hair is kind of like this, and I know I haven't done the proper thing that I needed to do, and I just it just feels different and and yeah. one thing that I loved about what you said is you homeschooling a girl, so yeah, we work from home. There was a big mindset shift for me as well in the past month or so where you know, because what do we wear at home? We wear baggy clothes, uh, things that we can't wear outside. <laughs> so, but when you yeah. think about it, most of the time you spend at home is with your husband and we, is with your children, your top priorities. And so I made a commitment to myself to actually not wear at home something that I wouldn't wear outside. So I actually bought, awesome. I remember I went to Zara and I and I, for the first time in my life, I invested in pieces that I could just wear at home. This was a total mindset shift for me. That's
1: so powerful. Mm. What you're saying right now is so powerful because your most important people are at home, right? You, your child, your child's father. That's your those are your most important people. That's your like that's your home team. That's your first team, right? Mm. And and we make more effort for strangers out there than we do for our home team. It's not right. So, again, it's a matter of priorities. And and also, you're you're a woman before you're a, a wife or a girlfriend or a mother or a businesswoman, right? So so for women to learn to make the investment in themselves, I love that you went to Zara and got just stay-at-home pieces. You know, your leisure way or your lounge way is so important because that's showing respect for yourself. That's showing that, you know, so someone could knock on the front door unexpectedly mm-hmm. and they won't get the Rocky Horror Picture Show because that's often what they get, you know? <laughs> It's like this woman, she's too scared to answer the door because she knows how she looks. Well, it doesn't take a lot. Just get a nice top. You know, we want to be comfortable at home. And so sometimes a pair of, nothing wrong with yoga pants and a nice little off-shoulder thing with a cute little bralette underneath. It's comfortable. It's what I wore yesterday. Um, And then we had to get in the car at five minutes' notice and go and meet our new landlord. And and I was fine to go as yeah, I was, you know. You're I actually just added. I had a baseball cap on. I had some cute, comfortable clothes on. I just added some pink lipstick to match my pink baseball cap, and off we went. So it's so important what you just said right now because those little changes will change your mind, will strengthen your mind because what we wear impacts how we feel. How we feel, I mean, Lord have mercy. We are women. We can feel different things in the same ten seconds. Never mind, you know, in a couple of hours. So. <laughs> When we position ourselves to feel positive and feminine and relaxed and productive, we will behave in a similar way so that's why i'm like it's 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 unacceptable for women to work from home in their pajamas, you know whether you work for yourself or for a company. you wouldn't do that at the office and and that's when it comes to being a woman of principle. you know a woman of substance, a woman of style, a woman of strength, is not going to be different on stage as she is backstage right. We need to be trustworthy. We need to communicate that we are consistent, that we are trustworthy. So if you wouldn't wear that on stage or in the office, don't wear it at home. I love what you did. It's so, so important.
0: Hmm. Thanks so much. And we could talk about this forever because, as I said, what I've been exploring and discovering, and I know my little girl, and I know you're so passionate about, you, you said in one of the interviews that the girls haven't been taught, By their mothers to do this. And so and you just go up and think this is the default. And I know that when I'm in the bathroom, usually, you know, I'm getting ready, I might be even on a call and getting ready. And you know, my husband, he's taking Zoe to daycare and but they woke up in the morning, she just, you know, walks around, whatever, and just looks at me. And I'm putting on makeup and I'm doing my hair. And, you know, she's two and a half and she's reaching out for it. She takes my brush and she starts putting things on her face because she sees what I'm doing. And so I know that it's not only an investment in me, but it's also an investment in how she sees herself and how she's going to do it in the future.
1: And I love that. And if Mm. I may jump in, a lot of moms are scared of that. A lot of moms are thinking, oh my gosh, no, I don't want my three-year-old to be putting eyeshadow on and lipstick on. All they're doing is experimenting, right? All they're doing is playing. And so I have a lot of moms who are like, yeah, but I don't mm. want her to find her beauty in makeup. I, but i have saying to her, she's not. She's just doing what you're doing. She's enhancing her beauty. She's having You're having fun with it. You're presenting yourself you know, professionally and and, and productively. So she's playing. She's not going to do this between the age of three and 18. She's not going to do it, but she's going to copy you. They they do as we do, right? They don't do as we say. And I love it when moms really understand this, is that we have a gift in our home, right under our noses, fashion that can help us to raise kids that are confident and kind through fashion. My little seven-year-old knows that Fashion is a connector. It's a way of making friends because I've taught her from a young age Mm. to look for opportunities to compliment other women because women need this. Women, you know, women work hard and we do our best. And so from the age of like three or four years old, she will have women in tears in the grocery store because she's gone up to a stranger and said, I just want to tell you you look so beautiful. Where did you get that dress? That's amazing. Because maybe my mom should buy one. And I'm telling you, so it's a connector. It's a friend, you know, it's a fashion is a powerful connector and women need to be united. You know, we we need to be for one another. We have so much more in common than we do in contrast. And so when we understand that everyone is doing her best. And then when a well dressed woman compliments you, Anna, like if you are somewhere, let's say at the grocery store, and a well dressed woman compliments you on what you're wearing, will we say, "Wow, I'm just going to tell you, you look amazing." It means more than if a woman who was in her tacky tracky and looked like a slob and was sloppy. It means more than if she complimented you, right? Because because we have there's that spirit of excellence again. I've been lifted up by someone who is excellent, or I've been recognized by someone who's like, you know. Maybe she's easily impressed because that's what she's communicating. Is this is her this is her level? Doesn't mean she's worth any less. And this is the the other thing is is we don't find our value or our worth in what's on the outside. We're just connecting the inside with the outside. You know. So if I am a passionate, driven, loyal, feisty woman, you, you should see that on the outside. I shouldn't be wearing grey and brown because that just is not who I am on the inside. And once we connect the inside with the outside. Then we start feeling confident. Then we start experimenting with different clothes and different jewelry. And then we start attracting more positive people and more positive opportunities into our lives. And that's where fashion is a connector. And to raise our kids to understand, you know, because the bullies on the playground start at five years old, right? It's just terrible. My gosh, it's terrible. But for kids kid to be raised on, you know, compliment that girl, compliment that woman or, or edify, you know, it's just... It's all about get up, dress up, be a bold light on a hill, edify, be a, be a positive force in this world and have fun along the way. And then, of course, it's not easy, it's simple. So there's some hard work and some healing work to be done because all women go through some tough challenges and some trials. But once we work through that, on the other side really is a lot of fun and a lot of freedom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely experienced that. So, Linda, we don't have much time. One last thing that I want to spend five minutes on before you tell us, because I'm sure so many women listening, and I'm going to send you a lot of clients, Linda, so we better talk after this how we can make this work. But I know, because, you know, in my group, there's so many women who are asking these questions, and I actually... I posted in my group, I said, hey, I've been learning all of this for about a year or so. Do you want me to share? And I got so many comments. They're like, yes, please. And who do you want me to interview? So I'm doing a whole series on that. But so real quick, Linda, men. Okay, so the women listening to my podcast are are women who are mostly single, successful. There's some women who are in relationships, but what is very, very common about them, they are successful, they're a lot in their masculine energy, and they want to attract or be with a man who they can relax with and be you know a man who takes charge and courts them and pursues them and they're having trouble attracting men who are either feminine men who don't have their shit together and you know they're not respecting them or they're attracting the masculine guy but the masculine man is emotionally unavailable so i kind of gave you the profile the avatar of my client so in terms of dressing because i know you said you're not attracting men what are you wearing so in terms of dressing and attracting this type of a man who they want to have, which is a committed masculine guy, what would be your advice? And of course, first and foremost, is the mindset. And that's what I'm working with there. And of course, and then so the next step to that is uh, what they should be wearing or how they should be thinking about the wardrobe. That's
1: a very good question. Anna. And again, I love the work that you're doing. Well, you said a word you know, they want to attract a masculine, committed guy. Here's my question to your clients. How committed are they to themselves? If you want someone to be committed to you, you first have to be committed to you. So are you investing in yourself? Are you making the effort to dress up? Are you consistent at the office and at home? Are you reading books? Are you, you know, going through some kind of personal development? Are you in a coaching program? Are you putting your best foot forward, right? Because if you want someone who's committed to you, you better make sure that you're committed to you first. So, so that really is the first step. And it's not about perfection. It's just about progress, right? But perfection is just it doesn't exist. So it's just about progress. And so, and as you do work on yourself and you develop yourself, and uh, uh, then you get to know yourself better, and and then you'll start dressing differently. So, so in terms of what you want to wear, number one, don't conform to this world, okay? Because if you have a look around you there, you don't want to blend into what I said called the black ground. Okay. You don't want to be wearing what everyone else is wearing. So an easy way of learning. Well, what what about is Take a look around you and do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. You want to stand out. And, and if you've got clients who are scared of standing out, I'm going to say to you, here, here's the two places you're going to, you're either going to blend into this gray and brown, I don't know. How does that make you feel? Or you're going to stand out and you should stand out. You are set apart. You're a woman. You're beautiful. You're feminine. You're smart. You're intelligent. You, you have things that other people don't have in you. So get up, dress up and put on something that is bold, beautiful, a little bit sexy. And of course, you know, when it comes to, I don't know, first date, you don't want to be showing everything, right? You want to be a little bit mysterious. Don't have all cleavage and all bucked and all belly like hanging out and on the show because There are some women with beautiful bodies, but they go to a first date and you can see everything. Now, that's why you're attracting the player. That's why you're attracting a masculine man who's emotionally unavailable, because you're saying, hey, here I am. Check out my body. That's your first message, right? Uh, I've got some amazing women in my life, and, and some of them are just, there's nothing left to the imagination. You can dress in a beautiful, sexy, feminine way and still leave something to the imagination. So, you know, I don't know, try red. Red lipstick, it's beautiful, it's powerful. If you want to attract a powerful man, this is my story of 27 years ago, I was wearing red and he's like, and I asked him, why, what was the attraction? He said, it told me that you are a strong, professional, confident woman. That's who I was looking for. Wear red. I'm on a mission to paint the world red, Anna, because even you, like if I look at you, right, with your beautiful, your, your dark hair and your beautiful, uh, feminine features and, if you just put red on those lips and you, you need nothing else, you can put a little side chignon bun and a polo neck or a turtleneck and, and just red, it, it's a game changer. So I'd say, first, you be committed to you. What are you doing to invest in yourself as a woman? Number two, wear red. Don't show everything off. Leave something to the imagination and, uh, and, and be, be inspiring. So you may have a first date. It may move on to a second date or not. But what if this was your one shot? How are you going to dress for your one-shot? And go out there and do not be afraid of standing out. And if you get looks from other people, right, some women are saying, like, I don't want all that attention. Well, why not? You know, you've got one life. You know, this is not a rehearsal. You get one shot. You're not walking in there like the chisners and thinking you are the best. You're just being beautiful. And don't be concerned if other women give you the once-over and, like, who does she think she is? Where is she going? Remember, you're going to life, right? this is your life so you're going to life you're wearing red and you're stepping out and and you're enjoying it and and relax and have fun with it you just don't know you just don't know who you'll attract when you commit it to yourself and you you put your best foot forward and it might not be the guy you're on a date with by the way it might be the guy you know at the other table who notices you that might be him right that could be him and smile just smile like I know it can be nerve-wracking and frustrating and tiring meeting a bunch of different men and going on dates and looking for the right man but smile and relax into it enjoy the process we don't know how much time we have on this earth we just don't know how many days we have so just just make a count and have fun with it
0: beautiful thank you so much Linda so just a quick recap how committed are you to yourself the inner work and all of that obviously we're doing all of that in My coaching program and a little bit of yours as well, I suppose, with all the mindset. Number two, don't conform. Don't be afraid to stand out. Get up and dress and be bold. Red, red lipstick. I actually ordered, there's a lipstick coming red, which I'm going to wear. Thanks for the tip, by the way. Be inspiring. You've got one shot and relax and let go. So, Linda, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I love the work that you're doing. So for everybody who's listening, I mean, I've been very much inspired by this conversation, Linda. And if you're a woman listening and you are inspired as well, and you're in this place of, oh, my God, how do I stand out? How do I have my vision? How do I work with my wardrobe? I very much recommend that um, you get in touch or, well, Linda, tell us where can they find you? Where where do you want to send women to get to know more about your work and connect with you?
1: Uh, I think the easiest way is probably to go to our website, which is www.lindapage.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-P-A-I-G-E.com. On the homepage, there is a video case study that your clients can watch. Uh, it will just, we're about to update that this week, so it will change in the next few days. Um, but that will give them an overview of, Some examples, some very practical visual, you know, before and afters and how to and how the little things, it's very encouraging to watch how the little things actually can make a big difference. And then if after watching that, they have the option to book a call with me. I take all of these calls personally because building a very specific community of like-minded women who probably very similar to yours, who are, you know, want to live a beautiful, bold, confident and meaningful life. And so we have some incredible women in our community And they're welcome to book a call. And, you know, it'll either be a a five-minute call or it'll be a 35-minute call, depending on if there's a good fit. And it's an exploratory call. There is no cost for that. If we're a good fit, then we take it forward. We also have a group on Facebook, Anna, called Dress to Connect. This is the other thing. And as a last part answer to your question, my advice would be don't dress for success. Dress to connect. Because when you dress to connect, you will 10x your success. And so... The world is looking for connection. The world is looking for for meaningful connections, right, whether it's on a date or whether it's a a business meeting. And when you dress to connect, just to connect with that person that you're going to go meet or on that dinner or that lunch date, you will find find connection because what you put out there, you're going to get back. So dress to connect is a free group on Facebook. They're so welcome to join us there. The coaching program. It's my favorite thing and I love what I do. It's a privilege to do what I do. I think women like you and I who get to work with other women. I used to work with men as well. I don't anymore. I don't know if I will in the future. I just, women uh, is where my heart is at. And so uh, we're having a lot of fun. We're going to Italy next year. I'm taking 20 clients on a trip to Italy. Yeah. And it's just going to be, yeah, shopping, training, learning, uh, going to specific places with regards to textiles and weaving and cashmere and a few things. And of course, Lake Como and some champagne and a few other things. <laughs>
0: oh my so, God, um, I love and it! And they're
1: going to have their own fashion show. So obviously, you have to be in the coaching program for that. But these women who've worked hard and come out the other side and they've got amazing results. I mean, lives are changed, their marriages are impacted. They're, I'm going to be having them on their own fashion show, photographer, videographer, and just celebrate women for the the beautiful creatures that we are. We're gonna we're gonna have fun with that. So. Yes, and we'll talk, Anna. I would love to, you know, if there's common ground, if I can help any of your clients, then it would be my privilege to show them. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Remember,
1: I I I don't know if I mentioned it, but I was called ugly duckling as a kid, right? I was told I was unwanted and ugly. So I thought, oh, shit, how am I going to get through life? That's not exactly a great start. And uh, I discovered my own beauty. And I'm privileged to do what I do is to help other women to see how beautiful they are.
0: Beautiful. Well, thanks so much, Linda. I really appreciate it. We're going to link to everything you mentioned um, in the show notes. And I've just moved your interview up in my schedule. So I'm looking at um, this is going to be episode 203. So for everybody listening, you can go to girlskill.com slash 203203, where you can find all the links of how to connect to Linda. And I think that's it. Thanks so much, Linda. This was amazing. Thank you.
1: It was a real pleasure. It was, I love talking with you. I think you and I could do this for a lot longer. Know. But thank you for having me. I really appreciate. Uh, I do appreciate you reaching out. It's been fantastic connecting and getting to know you. And, uh, and I wish you and your business ongoing success. You are crushing it out there and you're doing amazing, meaningful work. Beautiful. It's been a privilege to talk to you today. Me too. Thanks so much, Linda. All right, girlfriends.
0: Hope you enjoyed listening or watching to this episode. And if you did, and if you resonate with most of the things I'm saying, and you want to learn more, and you want to finally start attracting masculine men, I have an invitation for you. So as you know, I am committed and passionate about helping successful women attract and keep committed masculine men. So I have a personal invitation for you if you're resonating with everything and you're ready to step up and invest in yourself and take things to the next level. I would love, love, love to talk to you and see if you'd be a fit for my work and what I do. And so, basically what I'm doing is I'm inviting you and it's a personal invitation. If you only if you resonate because I don't work for, with everyone and I'm not here to just, you know, make a quick buck and whatever. I'm here committed to your result and I will make sure that we go until the end and that we get you the result that you want, which is start attracting better men. So, I invite you to sign up to actually apply for a free discovery call with me. It's a call that is one hour long. And what we do is we talk about your current situation, where you are today and what's wrong, quote unquote, wrong with your dynamics with men, what you don't like. And then we're going to talk about what you really want and where you want to get. And at the end, if I find that that's a good fit, I'll tell you what I do and I'll offer you to join us and uh, how we could work together. So just to give you a bit of context, this, is this experience... Is all about and what I'm going to offer to you, only if I find that that's a good fit. Is about number one, putting yourself in the best position to start attracting committed masculine men, and not through tactics and techniques or tips, tricks, whatever, but just by being you and understanding and appreciating men, thus creating a deeper relationship with yourself as a feminine essence woman and attract better committed masculine men number two it's all about letting go of overworking perfectionism and the need to control by overcoming your limiting beliefs patterns and obstacles to rediscover your worth and enoughness and rebuilding your faith in your own voice in your own decisions and exploring your boundaries and so on and so on number three it's all about letting your body lead stop overthinking and start trusting your gut and your heart when it comes to making decisions expanding and embracing your range of emotions cultivating sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it and i know if you're here you understand and you know that the path to your masculine man who's a conscious healthy man is through you It's through embracing your feminine nature It's through running with the wolves and embracing your wild feminine side and actually gaining power from it and a healthy masculine man will only be attracted to that if you get to that place yourself and last but not least it's all about becoming deeply connected to yourself as a woman understand what true femininity is exploring deeper levels of intimacy and finally becoming free lighter and open embracing basically the feminine side of polarity because again this is what your masculine man wants and It's all about stop living in the masculine energy by pushing, doing and choosing all the time and start living, enjoy freedom and your wild nature where you can surrender, where you can finally let go. Trust me, this is an amazing place to be and it's easy and joyful and it feels natural and feels like a woman. So if you resonate, go to girlskill.com slash apply and there's going to be a short survey, step one, just apply there and then the next step is to schedule a call with me. It's going to be an hour. We have fun on this call, so I hope to see you there. And my my calendar is booked for another, I mean, booked. My calendar is open for another week. So go ahead and do that. If you don't see times that are available for you, make sure you email me because I'll always make time for you to make sure that you get your spot. All right, girlfriend, keep running with wolves and I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs>